This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Hey guys, Adam Ray, Bad Last Night Podcast. You know, you know what's going on. You subscribed. You clicked play. Just me right now. No Brad. Flying solo. Second time doing this, by the way. And, uh, you know, feeling it out. Oh shit, I just realized my fucking door was open. Give me one second. Um, wow. The door to my little patio was open. And I've been gone for the last, um, five hours. Holy shit. Did a show tonight um, in Orange County at uh, the rec room, Huntington Beach. My boy Hunter Hill has started a new room in Orange County called the rec room. I highly recommend it. I actually can't recommend it enough. You know, sometimes people go, I can't recommend it enough. You can. You know, you can. You did. You told me twice. And actually, I got it the first time. So the second time, it's already, now it's enough, you know? Um, but it's a great room. <laughs> there's a bowling alley. There's an arcade. It's the shit. There's a Dippin' Dots thing, a candy zone. <laughs> oh, my God, a candy zone. And uh, we got free candy. You know, that's kind of the best. You see those things growing up. You see those bin candy. You know, bin candy, like at the grocery store or at a uh, sweet factory. They'll have it at malls or airports. This was called the candy zone. And it was the shit. And Hunter goes, take whatever you want. Willy Wonka style. You know what I'm saying? Which, by the way, Willy Wonka, he was so close, I feel like, to perving out, you know? Like, it's just like it was a little too, like, just the, the, I don't know, the physicality of the, the, you know, what he wanted them to do. Like, you know, lick the walls, you know, you know, you know take it. He was like, take the gobstopper, lick the walls, you know, suck the dick, you know, just, you know, take it, suck it, lick it, fuck, you know, I don't know. He was so close. You know, he was, you know, we we don't know where we're going. The boat is surely slowing. You know, it's weird rhymes. I feel like it was so close to being sexually and rhyming and just, you know, you know, take it, lick it, suck it, fuck it. You know, what was that last thing? Lick it. No, before that, take it. Yeah. And then you said after it, fuck it. No, what? Lick the wall. It's a snozberry. What is? Don't tell your parents, you know. I don't know. Wonka was the best, though. What would you do in that factory? You know, you're a little kid. All you know is that you can't have candy. Now you're in a factory, and he's like, go nuts, you know? Literally, go nuts. Have whatever you want. Jump in a fucking chocolate river. Oh, my God. What would you do? You'd probably drown like Augustus Galoop. 
I mean, look, he was a little too big for that river. He got sucked up the tube. Nobody saw that coming, except for Wonka. You know, you heard him. He was like, no, please stop. Somebody help. Fatty, tube, sucked up. Mikey TV. He was probably my favorite character. Hey, I'm Mikey TV. Look at me. I'm in a million pieces. Veruca Salto. Boy, what a great character. What a what an underrated movie character. I want an everlasting, everlasting gold stopper now. I'll get you. I'll get you a gold stopper. I'll get you one as right as soon as we get home, Veruca, honey. Hey, Wonka, how much for the gold stopper? It's not for sale. Oh, everything's for sale. Name your price. It's not for sale. Oompa Loompa. Fuck, what a crazy. How do you even have the idea? Road Doll. Road Doll is, um, God, there's got to be some sort of like a biography on that. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, like that's got to be, that's got to be like, is that drugs that gives you that idea? There's a man, he runs a chocolate, or maybe just a kid that, maybe Road Doll was just like, what did I want as a kid? To go to a chocolate factory, to see a fat kid drown in a chocolate river, to have dwarves sing me songs about what I just did, you know, and also have a theme and a message. Now, what do you get when you eat all the, you know, food? Doing what fatties never should do. Ketchup and milk duds and pop darts. Pizza and now you've got the farts. No one will want you. <laughs> You're farting too much fatty. I don't know, they're just so... They're orange too. Is that your idea, or is that just is that a was that Hollywood's choice? Being like, make the midgets weird, paint their faces orange, or maybe Hollywood hadn't seen you know little people, so they're like, I bet they're orange. I don't know. Brad should write some sort of you know the Oompa Loompa you know backstory. The I bet we'd love to see them to like you know maybe see where they are now like a VH1's where are they now Oompa Loompas <laughs> you know they did like a you know child stars from the 90s where are they now we'll show you where you know Raven Simone is now or Punky Brewster what's Soleil Moonfry really doing at that Jamba Juice we'll tell you on VH1's where are they now Oompa Loompas Jerry <laughs> Jerry Klein used to work at the Wonka factory. Now, 45 years later, <laughs> he's greeting people at this Best Buy. <laughs> and making frequent late night visits to Pinkberry, looking for ass. Yeah, uh, Jerry used to come in here a lot. Um, I'm, you know, my name's Canyon. I'm the only dude working at the Sunset uh, Pinkberry. Um, and this guy would come in, I'd say three, four times a night, chill, talk to the, uh, the girls at the desk, you know, make weird jokes about like, you know, what's your favorite topping? And they, you know, they were cool about it, but you could tell they were like, oh, this guy's fucking, you know, he's kind of a perv, you know, and he's a little guy. So I'm going to like not take too offense to it. Cause he like looks like a kid, but yeah, yeah, that was weird. Jerry would hang outside the Pinkberry three to four times a night. 20 minutes to 42 minutes, making everyone super uneasy. Until one night, he met a friend. Yeah, I'll never forget it. I uh, I saw Jerry outside on the curb smoking a cig, and uh, another 
another little person walked by and uh you know you know how it is when like little people see each other they haven't seen each other like for a while they fucking they freak out and like they fucking bump chest and then they like do a weird like little little person dance and then like you know usually that's not the case like little people see each other like parties they like they have like a face off like a below the knee face off you know like there can only be one of us you know but not this time man they got super pumped you could tell they had like a backstory or a, a relationship so they start chatting it up and singing songs and little did he know those songs were from their past a past built on chocolate and dances but hard work was a part of their life Jerry met his old friend Bill the second Oompa Loompa at Wonka's factory yeah they start talking about like chocolate rivers and shit and their their old boss Willie so he was kind of a dick but you know he paid him in the in Nutter Butters <laughs> Oh my god. What a great movie. That's one of those movies too you're gonna watch during the holiday season. Can't wait for Thanksgiving, man. What a great holiday. Football, food, family. Give me the three F's, you know? The three F's that like I don't know, man, you just You know? Everyone's got family they hate, but more often than not, you like being around your family. Even if they're fucked up. Because they're your family. And you know them. Some about even just being in the same room as like a fucked up relative. You're like, ah, at least we're all here. <laughs> you're like, at least he's not out in the world right now. You take comfort in the fact that you're doing your part. Ah, at least at least we gave him a place to fucking not be a piece of shit for two hours. Publicly. <laughs> yeah. There's a football game. People always ask me to play in when I go home. And I've stopped doing it. And I feel like I'm still pretty active. I play basketball. Try to work out a, a good amount. And I feel pretty good. But I stopped playing that football game because it was like, first of all, 8 in the morning at an old elementary school where I grew up. Brookside Elementary. And it's fun because it's dudes you haven't seen in a while. And it's all real fun. It's just like I never had a, a bad time. But, you know, year after year you go, oh, I didn't stretch enough. It's 8 in the morning. I was definitely up late the night before. It's cold. I'm wearing long johns I had from like ninth grade and sweatshirts and shirts that I've never put on together consecutively. And so I'm like warm, but like I'm uncomfortable. My mom's like, you need nine scarves and 16 pairs of gloves. And I put them all on just to appease her. And then you get on the field and you're like, oh, I'm not as fast as I thought I was. <laughs> or I, you know. I can't take a hit. One time we played, and this kid, he played D2 football, and he's out there. And we're playing, like, light tackle. Now it's flag. But it was just, this was light tackle. This was about four or five years ago. And I literally catch a ball, do one juke and, like, a spin move that, like, you know, sometimes you just surprise yourself. You go, oh, I didn't know I could do that. And it's, like, kind of carries you through the week and or month, depending on how fucking bummed out you are about your current state, you know. I did a spin move and it was just like, and you hear everybody, other grown, grown men going, oh shit. When you do something you didn't think or know you had in you, that's, there's no better feeling. Cause now you're just like on cloud nine. And I literally spin, did a couple jukes and then a spin move. It was almost like I was being controlled by a, by a, like a controller, like a video game. Like those moves you do in the video game when you to yourself go, fuck yeah, I could do this but you know you can't and then you do it and you surprise yourself and you hear everyone around you go, oh, and even some of the parents that came to watch are like, that was amazing. 
And you're like, oh, my friend's dad, who I don't know, said I was amazing. And then I spun right into this D2, former D2 player. And again, it's tackle, not flag football. And he just like treated me like he was still playing fully padded D2 football and lights me up, dude. Hits me so hard directly the way you would hit somebody with full pads and in a full collegiate match. Knocks the fucking wind out of me. Like, just boom. Done. By the way, do you know what happens when your lungs, when you get the wind knocked out of you? Your lungs, like, collapse. Like, all the wind is sucked out of it. Like, they, they tighten up to where you can't get air into them. Has anyone died from getting the wind knocked out of them? I'm going to look that up right now. Because that's fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't breathe for a legit 22 seconds. And I, I didn't pass out or die. Can you die from wind knocked out? It's been Googled before because it came right up. Getting the wind knocked out of you is a commonly used idiom that refers to a kind of diaphragm spasm that occurs when sudden force is applied to the abdomen, a.k.a. D2 college football player living out their dreams at 8 a.m. on Thanksgiving to somebody he's never met, trying to potentially kill them and make them look like a pussy in front of parents he hasn't seen for 10 years, which puts pressure on (laughs) on the solar plexus. This often happens in contact sports, a forceful blow to the abdomen or by falling on the back. Okay, great, but do people die? Here we go. Can you die? Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Click to see the answer. I'm on answers.com. All right, that just took me to another. I know some would argue this, but yes. Now let me hastily add that the odds of that happening are relatively low. Getting the wind knocked out of you occurs resolve itself after several panic-ridden seconds or not long thereafter. You can't come close to it being breached. However, everyone is not the same. Some people, complications or emergency where they wouldn't normally be, take a person life. Oh, my God. No air can get into the lungs. No oxygen to the brain. Yeah, maybe you can. Fuck. So I got the wind knocked out of me. And I, I panicked. Anyway, point being, <laughs> I haven't played since then. So this Thanksgiving... Football free. Family food. Football free. <laughs> you know? Football on the TV. That's the best. You sit around. You just watch old movies. The holiday movies. I love those. Starts during Thanksgiving. You get, you know, you get the Christmas movies during Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's just like, the- Christmas is so pumped they have Thanksgiving, by the way. Like, that's your opener. Like, it's like when a great, you know, when a great headliner, when you know, when Chappelle headlines, he's got Donnell Rawlings or Neil Brennan, you know, or Aziz or Schumer going in front of him. Chris Rock even happened at Radio City Music Hall one time this summer where Chris Rock went before Dave Chappelle. Like you're pumped. You go, that's my opener. That's my they're setting the they're they're getting people pumped for me by being great themselves. That's Thanksgiving for Christmas and Hanukkah. You know, but obviously we're you know, Christmas gets the uh, the top billing. It's just how it is. Hanukkah's just as cool and uh, and just as worthy of the attention, but Christmas, you know. You got a mascot. You got more songs. You got more movies, you know. You got all the uh, ABC Family, you know, Hallmark. Jared was just a young boy who loved Christmas. He loved life. He loved his friends until one day his chinchilla was thrown in the fire by his stepdad, Todd. 
Now, Jared is forced to find himself a new stepdad and the meaning of Christmas this summer. I hope I find it. Jonathan Taylor Thomas in a story about what it really means to be Christmas. To be Christmas. (laughs) I'm going to help you out. Former NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal. I'm going to help you too. Danny Glover and or Whoopi Goldberg as the guy outside the building. Oh, 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 oh. And introducing Tim Allen as the garbage can. This, this Christmas. What happens when Jared meets Santa? Ho, ho, you found me on the North Pole. I came all this way, Santa. Who's that? Oh, that's Tiffany. Who? And Anne Hathaway as Tiffany, Santa's slut. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just, you know, I just stopped by the North Pole. Santa's, Santa owed me some money. So, anyways, who are you? Oh, I'm Jared. Oh, okay. Fucking great story. Anyway, Santa, um, can I get paid? Yo, yes, yes. Let me just say bye to Jared and I'll meet you in the car. Santa and Jared. This Christmas on ABC Family, following a Mario Lopez special and or Candace Cameron Christmas movie with a with Tori from Saved by the Bell. Jews don't get that. Jews get, you know, I don't know, what do we get? Football? <laughs> yeah, that's what we get. Because everyone's watching Christmas movies. No Hanukkah story. No Fred Savage in, you know, Yamaka, you know, Yamaka fucking friendship, Yamaka friendship, Fred Savage, Ben Savage, and another guy named Savage you've never heard of in Dreidel, Dreidel, mm-mm, Dreidel, Dreid. Anyway, so that'll be exciting, you know? Thanksgiving gets people prepped for the seasons, for the food, for the hang. And then Christmas and Hanukkah come around the corner and fucking just dominate. Soak up the the consumerism. Although, Amazon Prime, dude, the mall is slowly dying. A sad death and it sucks. Anyway, um, well, it's it's been a fun uh, couple weeks. I did, um, what did I do with Brad? We did, um... Uh, Comedy Knockout, Mo Mandel Show, Mo Mandel Show on True TV. Really fun. If you haven't seen Comedy Knockout, YouTube some clips. Brad and I and Sarah Tiana did an episode together, and uh, it's pretty great. It's going to air, uh, I think, in a couple months, maybe. Um, shooting the new Arrested Development next week. Um, got a couple of exciting other things coming up. I don't know, man. Things are good. New Curb episode airs, I think, Thanksgiving weekend, so make sure you tune in to the new Curb Your Enthusiasm. I will be on that. You get to see. So cool that I ran into Larry David. Did I tell that story, by the way? Oh, man. So I'm at the comedy store hanging out with Harlan Williams, and uh, he just goes, look at this Larry David. And I'm thinking, oh, Harlan's so silly. This could be a guy that looks like Larry David. And then sure enough, here comes Larry strolling like he does down the sidewalk in, in the show, looking just effortless and just just cool, man. Just a cool dude. Walks up, and Harlan goes, you got to say something to him. He goes, you're a dummy if you don't. So he walks by, and I go, Larry. And he goes, Adam. Fucking remembers my name. 
calls me up by first name. I go, oh, shit. I go, I was the, you know. He goes, yeah, I remember. Yeah. He goes, God, you're so good. I go, really? Yeah. The season's been amazing so far. I go, I was curious how the scene turned out. He goes, you're going to be very pleased with your performance. That's what Larry David said to me. What the fuck? I mean, look, you just, you want to think that you know what you're doing at this point. And you, I, look, I got the job. Auditioned twice. Clearly did something right. But, you know, when you hear it from the, from the, from the, the guy himself, I mean, that's pretty cool, man. Pete Davidson uh, had had invited Larry to uh, <clears throat> do a set on the show he was on because Larry's hosting SNL in a few weeks, so he wanted to work out his monologue, which a lot of people do. Chris Rock does it for the Oscars. Uh, I remember seeing Jason Sudeikis or Aziz uh, or Amy Schumer working out their jokes for an MTV Movie Awards thing. People just do that a lot at the store. And so uh, we go over to the main room, uh, and we poke our heads in, and I go, I'll show you. We walk around through the back, and people were looking at me like, I'm like, hey, Larry and I are just going to go to the main room real quick. And you know, and the employee is just so sweet and starstruck. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I wouldn't almost be like, hey, this isn't normal for me. So I know you're looking at me like, holy shit, you're just chilling with Larry David. But this is new for me, too. We go back to the main room. He watches for a little bit. And then he just goes, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> just in typical LD, you know, fashion. No, no, no. I'm all good. I'm all good. And I go, really? He goes, nah, just not feeling it. I go, what about the small room? I just came from the original room. Let's go there and watch him. You know, it's a little safer environment, a little more intimate. He goes, all right. Sit down there. He goes, man, I haven't been here in 37 years. He goes, I haven't been here since 1982. And then I'm just looking into his eyes, watching him take in the room for the first time in 37 years. Unbelievable. I go, has it changed much? He goes, not really. No. I go, they put up a new curtain and some chairs. He goes, I did notice that. I did see the curtain. It's just so funny. And then Pete comes in and convinces him to go up in the main room because he didn't want to go up in the OR either. But then Pete got him to go up and, man, it was amazing. People went nuts. Rob Schneider, I'm sorry, uh, Chris Kattan introduced Larry. He goes, um, and and Larry kind of took a beat before he walked out. I post a video on my Instagram if you guys want to see it. And uh, people just went nuts. So cool to see that reaction. It's it's just so cool. It's like live comedy is so great and people... They still get really pumped for cool surprises like that. Any every time I see Chappelle pop in somewhere, people go nuts, and it's good. It's dope. It's like it, that's letting them like it's just a, letting them, you know the, the, to see the, that appreciation for an art form at that high of a level, and it's so universal, man. Comedy and sports are just so you know powerful as far as you just you check who you are and what you do at the door, and you just go. I'm going to enjoy this right now to the full. Being around people that just lower their guard and go, I'm going to enjoy this right now. I like I like to just take this in. It's so, you know, so many of us have that. And it's, and then, you know, and then when it stops, when you stop being at the show, or you stop taking the sport or whatever it is, and it, you know, then you go back to being a little more aware of all the other bullshit and being like, oh, wait, wait, wait. We might have had that in common, but look at all the other shit we don't. Who cares, man? Wow, just got real deep there. <laughs> Heal the world, make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are. <clears throat> you hear how I almost choked on my couscous? <laughs> a one act by Adam Ray. This summer, Joey Fatone in I Almost Choked on My Couscous. 
I did though. Got some couscous from a uh, little restaurant. It's pretty damn good. Late night couscous. That's what I'm chowing down on right now. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up, and uh, obviously Halloween before that. I bought my costume. It's a ride on Trump costume. I will be posting videos. You put it on. There's a mini Trump below you. It looks like your feet are on Trump's shoulders, and it's brilliant and it's hilarious. I'm gonna take a lot of videos. Hope you guys have a safe Halloween, you know, and I hope you dress up. Again, a lot of shit going down. Find your happy, you know? Halloween, what a great opportunity just to shut down. Get a little silly. Even if you don't go to a party, dress up. Dress up at home and have a beer. And just be like, I have an excuse to fucking step out of my comfort zone and wear a crazy outfit. And go to the store. Wear a crazy outfit and go to the fucking store. No one's going to judge you. They'll judge your costume, but they're not going to judge the fact that you're wearing a costume. Does that make sense? They'd be like, oh, that guy, is a, that guy went as a, a peach cobbler. Odd choice, but hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Weird, but I dig it. Uh, I wouldn't do it, but you did it. You know what I'm saying? Acceptance across the board. Costumes are okay. Get one. You know? One of my nieces wants to go as a fart. That's creative. I'm going to give her 100 bucks and see what she comes up with. <laughs> one of them is like, I'm going to be a chicken robot. That used to be one of my jokes. Because when she was four, she said that. I go, well, we got to get you a helmet too, dum-dum. Because that's not a real thing. Looks like you fell down a couple too many times. And now you think chicken robots are characters. It could be, though. Cartoons get so zany. So crazy. So cray-cray. Um, yeah, have a good Halloween. Go get some candy. Let yourself go a little bit, you know? Somebody the other day at the comedy store goes, this guy, this the guy who's a trainer in the front row. I was talking to him. He wasn't wearing sleeves, and he was just being kind of douchey. He's like, I bang, I bang hot chicks. He said that at one point. I was like, Jesus, dude, who says that? Are you, what are you a fucking? Are you a guest on VH1's The Pickup Artist from 1997? I bang hot chick. Like, fuck, shut up. Don't say stuff like that. You're being that guy. Don't be that person. And. uh and so I made fun of him because he was eating fries and he was a trainer and I go, you should probably lay off the fries. And he goes, it's Sunday. And I go, oh, is this your cheat day? And I start talking about how people that are just like, I get a cheat day. One day I get to taste something so tasty. I owe it to myself. I'm going to cheat on me. I'm going to cheat on myself. It's, a get to, it's like, dude, just don't eat all the bad shit all the time, you know? Have have cheesecake a couple times a week instead of all the cheesecakes. That way you don't have to be like, I'm one day a week I lick a ice cream cone or I smell a pie. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, be safe. Be uh, be silly. Be you. Those are my Halloween rules. Um. All right. Shows coming up. They are um. They're happening, man. That got. I'm at Oxnard next weekend with Brad. Um. I'm at the Comedy Store and Laugh Factory this weekend. I got four shows tonight. By the way, this episode is airing on Friday, a day late. Sorry. Things have been a little busy. A lot of new ups coming, though, so make sure you are subscribed. Um, and uh, I'll be at the Tempe Improv coming up. Uh, Stand Up Live, actually, in Phoenix on November 8th, and Tempe Improv November 9th through the 12th. I'm super pumped about that. You guys got to come, man. It's going to be so great. November 9th through the 12th, Tempe Improv. Brad Williams, all his stuff, bradwilliamscomedy.com. That's right, baby. Doing the intro. At the end, how's that? Just right into it? No intro? Let me know how you like that. Doing shit at the end? Maybe that's better. Maybe you guys just want to get right into the episode, hear the shit at the end, you know? 
Um, but yeah, Brad and I will be at the Oxnard uh, Levity Live in Oxnard, California next weekend. I'll be there with him Saturday and Sunday. Brad's there Thursday and Friday. I think uh, November 3rd, uh, 2nd and 3rd. I will be with Brad at Levity Live in Oxnard, California, November 4th and 5th. And then I'm doing Adam Carolla November 6th. So t- check that out. Also, I just posted a new uh, clip on my Facebook fan page. It's uh, an animated bit from Chicago. Some crowd work and then my uh, a, a bit of mine about... <laughs> coming to the rescue for my nieces with one of their Barbies and potentially having to perform cunnilingus. Uh, so check that out on my Facebook fan page, a new animated bit. And uh, and like I said, man, stay subscribed. So many great guests coming up and episodes that we've recorded that are uh, going to be released soon. And, you know, just really fun episodes. And comics you might not have uh, heard of who are uh, killing the game. But uh, uh, definitely make a, a strong uh, appearance on the podcast. So... Uh, enjoy and thanks again to everybody that came out to the rec room tonight in uh, Huntington Beach. Almost all ALN fans, isn't that fucking nuts? <laughs> it was. It's an intimate room, so it wasn't you know super packed, but 70, 80 ALN fans in one room. That was pretty fucking cool, man. And uh, I don't know, very. It was. It was awesome. You know, I'm not selling out fucking theaters. I can. I, a couple places around the country are starting to be. Uh, be Adam Ray supporters, and that's that's pretty rad, you know. And you get more people to come out for you, and it, you know, hey, it pushes you. Hey, it's fun because you're like, oh man, they just like being here to see me. And now, hopefully, if I've been putting the work in and can deliver the goods. Oh, lastly, I saw Hamilton last week, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my entire life at the Pantages. I mean, musical R and B, rap, the acting was phenomenal. The crowd was into it. The, it's fucking. Uh, I mean, just. I want to write a musical so bad, and I'm going to do that at some point. But it was a phenomenal show. There was a kid sitting in front of me with a mullet. Um, real quick thoughts on that. Yes, kids don't know what haircuts are good or bad. I had a Jim Carrey Dumb and Dumber bowl haircut for like the first seven years of my life because it was easy. I liked it. I looked in the mirror. I was like, that looks fine. Look, you're a kid. You're not trying to get fucking, you know, pussy. You just That's why when they cut to kids on jumbotrons at basketball games, they're just flopping and flailing around because they know... There's no, you know, there's no repercussions for not being sexually appealing yet. You know, they're just like, I can, no girl is there being like, oh my God, did you see fucking Spencer at the Clippers game? He was dancing like such a fucking tool. I'm definitely not going to suck his dick at recess. Like, that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? So you can be a shitty dancer for a, for a while as a kid and also have weird haircuts because no one's trying to fuck anybody. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, 
Get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.